the sniffer. Da, 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 da. Hello, Nora. Hi, Kathy. That's very presidential of you. That's because we just watched the inauguration. Yes, and you had a really, really interesting thought about that. Yes, it's more of a notion than a thought, really, but uh, that'll do. <laughs> you know, that. <laughs> I've been thinking about the sort of great collective moments that people watch on TV, you know, like the moon landing and the inauguration of Barack Obama and things like that, but also thinking about how it interacts with something like Twitter. Like, my experience of watching the inauguration was I was at work, so I was watching the speech on the computer, and following the sort of ticker tape of people's observations and opinions on Twitter, and, and not even really actively following it the way you do, but just in that sort of peripheral sense that you, you follow things on Twitter, and thinking about what that means for the collective moment, where the collective moment is really now your individual physical experience shared with the other people that you engage in social media with, versus that moment where we all stand together watching the same television screen. Now, having said that, there were a whole bunch of people in the atrium at the CBC who were all watching the big screen. But I think if you connect to social media, it does change the experience from mm-hmm. collective but in a very different kind of mediated way. You were watching it, like, say, on one screen. You were actually listening to um, the inaugural speech or the address. And then the other one, you had another computer and you were watching all the little... Twitter. No, I was watching the live feed of the address, and then the Twitter feed was sort of coming up on twirl on the side. So what was more interesting? Well, the address was more interesting, but I think over time it sort of changed my opinion of things. Like when something happens, I'm curious to see what the conversation will be on Twitter. You know, for instance, a lot of people noted that when that blackout happened in the west part of Toronto uh, a few days ago, yeah. there immediately started to be this kind of self-organizing thing where people started to tweet about it and connect with other people who are tweeting about it. There's something about Twitter that is very, very interesting, and I'm sort of borderline obsessed with it. No, but the thing that we were talking about Twitter, and I really do have to do more of that so that I can really understand how great it is. Does it make the, the actual moment better? Like, I just know my own experience, which is somewhat different than this, but it was when I went down to the States with my very first digital camera, and I just noticed that I wasn't in the moment. I was too busy taking pictures mm-hmm. to remember that when I was in the moment later, so I'd be having my moment when I was back home. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it better, And in some ways, I think if you happen to be somewhere like in a public building like that, it probably would have been in some sense better to have just gone down to the atrium and watched it surrounded by other people because there really is that feeling. But it is something about these little snapshots into people's points of view. You're connected one-to-one in a very interesting kind of way. Well, I think we're going to see a lot of that sort of thing within the Obama administration because before he'd even completed the inaugural address, they'd completely turned over the web, the uh, White House webpage. Mm. And he's got mm-hmm. the blogs up and everything else. Mm-hmm. And they have a media guy who's handling all that. So it just, it certainly ushers in a, a very, very different age. Mm-hmm. So what do you have for us? That was abrupt. Oh, yeah. This is, well, you know how you and I are always talking about Google. Mm-hmm. And I think we were going, oh, evil Google, a few years ago. God, that's so <laughs> weird to say years a ago. few years ago. It's not like, oh, remember a couple months ago? Yeah, it's like, back in 78. Didn't we start in 2005? Is that possible? Yeah. Holy 
crap. Yeah, I think it's five. No, it was last year. No. Yeah, but you know how before Google said, oh, we're going to scan all of the great works. Well, now what they've done, and I think you've even been there, is the Prada. Prado, yeah. The Prado in uh, Madrid, which is, you know, one of the most fabulous uh, museums in the world for mm -hmm. um, fine art. So what they've done is, is that through Google Earth, you can actually go there now. Now, I haven't actually tried this, but I think I will just to see what it looks like. Using cameras that have 14,000, Nora, 14,000 <laughs> pixel resolutions, they have taken these gorgeous paintings and you can sit there from anywhere in the world mm -hmm. and look at them. You can focus in so much on it that you can see details on these paintings. I don't think that you could even see if you were there. Well, first of all, you can never get close enough. The alarm would go off. Mm -hmm. But you can just see, like, minutiae. You know what? To me, that's just good. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Well, I know, but, like, again, though... <laughs> Remember, it was just last time we got together. We oh, See, I'm shaking the pencil. You are. Uh-oh. No, but you were saying, you know, we're not living enough. We're not experiencing enough things with our bodies. But I think this is different. I think this is different because uh, last time we were talking about sports and being in nature. This yeah, is but what's the difference? Well, first of all, this is culture. And second of all, you can do all kinds of sporting activities. You know, you don't need money to do sports. Going for a run or a walk is a sporting activity, right? You know, but it's not quite the same thing, going for a walk, as having that sort of same piped-in virtual experience of skiing down Vail. Yeah. I thought what Google is doing that was great. Yeah, totally. No, totally great. And have you, I have been to the um, oh, you have to virtual such... Reichstag in um, Google oh. Earth. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's the, in the German parliament? Yeah. And it's quite neat. It's a sort of vaguely second life -y type of experience, whereas in virtual 3D, so you can kind of turn around and explore. I think the potential for where that could go, could go for where Google Earth could go, oh, yeah. all of these modeled things is really interesting. And to your point, really a lot about getting outside of your body, which is a bit scary too. Yeah, but just think, you know, if we are going into a, the age of austerity, at least you could afford to go places on Google. I wonder when they're going to make us pay. That's the thing, Nora. Yeah. It's going to be, oh, you like traveling virtually for free? Sorry. It's going to cost you 200 bucks. <laughs> well, you could see they did have this thing recently where they, Google has this package that's basically their equivalent to Microsoft Office. Uh -huh. It's freely available for individuals, but they started making it a bit more restrictive for corporate use. If you have more than 50 employees, you have to pay. Well, that's fair. Which is fair, but it, do, it did raise the specter for me of thinking huh, I wonder if that could be the beginning of the, the thin edge of the wedge, right? Because we've been taking advantage of all these things that are for free, especially because there's been so much advertising, which is now perhaps in danger of shrinking. I know it reminds me of Salon. Did you ever used to read Salon? Yeah, and no, then, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, but then it went Salon Premium, and you get these. You have to pay for Salon Premium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but for years that was mine. Anyway, blah, 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 polymer. <laughs> you have one quick lesson. Oh, yeah. No, I, okay, this is uh, back to not everybody is intrigued by social media, Nora. I was in Montreal mm -hmm. doing some work and with two of my friends, and I said, oh, we've got to get you on Facebook. My friend Vladimir Knishnik, mm -hmm. he said, why for you do not call it Asbuk? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you put your ass on it. <laughs> That's hilarious. You compare assholes. 
<laughs> and my friend Lori, she said, I don't even like emails. And she walked out of the room. <laughs> oh, hilarious. That's yeah. great. I love that. Asbook. It's true. I don't really okay. like Facebook either, but anyway. More on that another day. Yes. Come to the blog. <laughs> For links to these stories and more, thesniffer.net. Bye. Bye.